Hello and welcome to the People for Olson podcast, and thank you so much for tuning in to our very first episode. This is a brand new podcast being released by Mark Olson, where he's sitting down every single week and talking with local leaders here in Onondaga County, from political and business leaders to those making a difference right here in Onondaga County on a daily basis. We're so excited to have you along as we begin our podcast journey. And we couldn't think of a better guest to have on for the very first episode than current Onondaga County Legislature in District 10, Kevin Holmquist. We're so excited to have you checking out the People for Olson podcast, and we hope that you enjoy the episode. Not only can you enjoy the weekly episodes of the People for Olson podcast on your favorite podcasting platform, but you can also watch the video version of every single interview by heading over to our Facebook page, Mark Olson for Onondaga County Legislature. We really hope you enjoy the podcast. If you enjoy these episodes, then do us a huge favor and consider subscribing to the podcast. Just means that you'll be updated the moment a new episode is released. And don't forget to leave us a review and let us know what you think of the People for Olson podcast. Without further ado, here is episode one, a great conversation between Mark Olson and Kevin Holmquist. Well, Kevin, thank you very much for being here. This is the first official podcast of the People for Olson, and I really want to thank you for being here. You're the impetus for me being here today, so I want to say thank you and, and welcome you. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and how you got here today? Sure. I am honored to be here, Mr. Mayor, and I think this podcast is a great idea. I'm honored to be in the first podcast. Thank you so yeah. much. <laughs> um, yes, I am um, retiring from the county legislature, and as of the date of this taping, uh, it'll be a, in a, less than a month, it'll be 30 years that I've been elected in the town of Manlius on the Manlius Village Board, the Manlius Town Board, and the Onondaga County legislature and it's been an absolute honor um, and I'm thrilled that you're running yeah. um, for our seat here in the town of Manlius. I think District 10 will be well served. I'm very excited about your campaign and I'm very happy for you. So you've been in there how long? I've been on the county legislature for 16 years. And then before you was Terry Pickard and he was on there how long? Uh, he was on for 25 years yeah. and Terry was wow. appointed. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Terry uh, stepped down from the legislature right. in the middle of his term. Right. And uh, he was appointed to um, the Onondaga County Water Authority as the chief legal counsel. Okay. And then former county executive Nick Pirro appointed me on uh, Flag Day, June 14th, <laughs> 2005. And you're one of the few uh, legislators that has village and town experience that's on the legislature at the yes, present time, I, right? Yes, I'm the only elected official in the county that has village, town, and county elected um, experience, but that's a great point. I think it's just critical for at least some of the legislators to come from local government, and that's why I think you're going to be yeah. great there because uh, coming from village or town is so helpful because yeah. there's so much collaboration between all the municipalities. It's very important to have advocates for the village and town levels for sure. That was one of the questions that somebody asked me and said, you know, why? And I said, listen, you've got that legislature, so there's, you know, 17 of them, and there's nobody right now other than you that serves, that has served in the village capacity. <clears throat> yeah. And, you know, 
being part of the Mayor's Association in Onondaga County, we represent about 10% of the, the population. And if you include the city, which is part of our organization, it's more like you know 40%. So right. there should be some representation on that, on the legislature Absolutely. to make sure that those needs of the village residents, and you know as well as I do, because you've heard my phone calls many times, you have to work with everybody in order to be a mayor. It doesn't yeah. matter at the state, federal, it doesn't matter what party, it matters about what you can do. Absolutely. Um, and I thought that perspective is very important. Did Terry to, give you any good, did he give you good advice when you started? Uh, he did. Uh, I wanted to uh, yeah. go back on what you said earlier. Also, um, uh, over half of District 10 also um, is village residents. There's three villages in District 10, so it's, it is critical for our district too to have somebody who's so well-versed in village government. Um, uh, Terry uh, did, um, did have uh, some good advice. Uh, right out of the gate, he encouraged me strongly not to ever support memorializing resolutions. That was number <laughs> one, <laughs> which is kind of a little bit of a joke, but in the, yeah. in the county legislature, from time to time. There are memorializing resolutions urging the state to do this or urging the federal government to do that. Sometimes I think they have great value, but I, I know what Terry was saying. Many times they're chiming in on, you know, uh, big state or national issues that really have nothing to do with county government. And he was too an advocate for um, limited government. And he encouraged me to read the county charter uh, which is very interesting. Um, it was uh, written, the county legislature was actually created in the 1960s. Uh, previously, we had a board of supervisors. But basically, county government is set up uh, to do a few things and to do them really well. I think Terry was absolutely spot on at that time. And I learned a lot um, when I started out that the county has a number of world-class services that I think local residents um, frequently kind of overlook or take yeah. for granted. Yeah. And it's because of the way the charter is set up in the county does a lot of things really, really well, but we stay in our lane usually. Yeah, <laughs> I remember Dale Sweetland had kind of said that, like all of us should sit at a table and what do we do and what do we do really well? Right. And then, right. you know, villages will take care of this and this, and the towns will take care of this and this. And, the, and I thought, Sounds like a great idea. It never happened, but it, it is happening in a way because you know, you're seeing more and more collaboration between the towns and the villages and the county. You know, we're turning over some roads and some parks and some other stuff, and we're working more and more together. Yes. Do you see big changes in the horizon, or do you see a little bit like more of that coming down the road? I do. I, I see um, a lot of changes um, on the horizon. I think generally the county and local government has moved towards collaboration um, in an era where collaboration hasn't worked very well at the state or federal level. And some of that has pervaded local, but for the most part, I think the local governments work extremely well together and there will be consolidation, cooperation, and collaboration of every flavor, and it's different in each case. But I think there's a lot of it that's happened and a lot of it that's going to happen. That was a big thing on consensus because I was on the consensus commission and Mark Nicotra was on for the towns. I was on for the villages. And then I think Chad Ryan was on for the city. And we kept saying, no, that's not, no, we're not worried about that. You know, the politics side of it, we're worried about providing the services. And I see more of that and more of that with Ryan because I feel like Definitely. it's about providing the service. It's not about the politics side of it. It's about getting things done. Um, and that's, to me, is one of the things that I've really tried to focus on is more of that service aspect and not so much the political part of it because at the end of the day, people want to make sure that all this stuff is done and done right and done well. You know, I told you today I had a vaccine appointment and I, I just can't, 
it was so well run and so well done, you know, and so well communicated. Last night I'm sitting at home, I see the flash come across, there's 800 appointments. I had to turn mine down because I got COVID, so now I'm eligible. I signed up and literally 30 minutes, 35 minutes later, I'm back in my car on my way to work with, with my card and my instructions. So I think the county is doing a lot of good things right now. It's, it's just hard to get that. How do they get that message out there a little bit better? Because as the more I'm learning, from you and from others, and mm -hmm. there's so much more the county does, it just doesn't seem like people know. What's yeah, the best I, way I you think? I honestly think even pre-COVID, um, I was really struck uh, in my last election campaign, I went out and I knocked in 7,300 doors, and I, I didn't go to the door and say, vote for Kevin Holmquist for County Ledge, please, because of A, B, or C. I asked at every door, I asked the citizen, what issues are important to you that are facing county government? And I got hundreds of different answers over the, the months, but the overriding theme, which I was very impressed by, was the general knowledge that people would say, well, the county's very well run, or obviously the county's in good financial shape. But there's, a, there's an acknowledgement and an understanding that Onondaga County is very well run, and there are a lot of great services. But post-COVID, I think suddenly people have discovered, oh my gosh, we have a world-class health department. Oh my gosh, yeah. we have a world-class emergency services department. Yeah. Oh my gosh, our public safety community is on the front lines every day. They're doing an amazing job. And they see Ryan McMahon with tremendous communication on a daily basis, keeping people informed, the um, testing, the, the, um, the, the shots that people are getting now that's so efficient. I think it feeds into this, so it's, it's kind of, um, made people even more aware that yeah. the county is very good at what they do and efficient consistently over time. And people didn't know, like we always knew from our side at the village and the town about emergency management. We knew because we needed them through the Labor Day storm and through other things and, sure. and all our preparedness and our planning with the town police and, and the uh, critical response committee. But now I think people have really realized how important emergency management is, EMS, police, um, today, literally, there was the police there. I saw one of the emergency managers that I know. Um, I think that's, the, to me, there's been very few good things that have come out of COVID, but that's one of the good things that people now realize how important this emergency management office is. Even uh, the storm, you know, we got the conference call about the, the high winds and National Grid did a nice job and said, if the operation center is open, we'll have someone there. Turned out that, thank God, it wasn't as bad as we thought. But there's a key component that I don't think, you don't see you only right. see it when you need it. Um, but I think it's important that now you're starting to see, you know, Dan Wears is up there sitting with the county executive and, and Dr. Gunta is there. These are important people that need to run these departments because this pandemic, I think, has highlighted how important public safety is and how public, you know, health is. Absolutely. Do you think the county is going to change the way they've done business now through after this pandemic? Yes, that's a great question. I, I do. I think the everything's changed. Uh, we've been on an austerity budget for almost a year. That's going to continue for a good while longer. We don't know what is happening. We had, had a um, over $100 million budget gap uh, due to um, the pandemic, and it's, it's been a big hit on the county. Despite that fact, I'll point out that the bond rating agencies have reaffirmed our top bond rating, which is really unbelievable. Counties around us are in big trouble, and we are well-managed and in great shape. However, every department has changed. Every department is under pressure. There's less staffing. I think there's gonna be a lot of changes in the way we do business in every aspect of life, not just county and the departments, but in the world. And yeah. it, it's gonna really force everybody to re-examine the way we deliver services. And we do have world-class services that 
you know, Aqua would love to have a spotlight on them. We have some of the best water in the world, an yeah. unlimited cheap supply of, of very high quality water. And um, now we have the, the, a story to tell about the, the sewers and the consolidation of the sewers. And we have a 10 to 12 year probably or so plan of bringing the sewers up to become world class. And there's a great story behind that. And it goes on from there. But each department is gonna be faced with a lot of changes. And I think the budget cycle this time will set it up uh, but we're not going back to the way it was, yeah. and we can't predict at all the changes, but I think it'll be dramatic. Yeah, I've always done it like you, when I do the budget, we're in budget season right now, and so we sat down and talked about it, and it's uh, the needs and then the wants. But yes. like if you need something, you budget it and I budget it, but if we want something, we're, we're waiting, we're putting money away, and we're putting money away, or, or we borrow money, sure. and I think I saw that this year with the county budget. It seemed like that this was a needs-only budget. That's it. Um, but it did highlight some things that maybe there's a new way that we could do business or should do business, but add those wants in as we get further down the road and as we get better, Definitely. stable, and we get out of this. Give me a uh, give me a daily life of a county legislator because a lot of people, you know, when people have asked me, you know, what does Kevin do or what does a county legislator do? I try to explain it from you know from what you've taught me and what we've talked about, but. You sure. know, for our listeners, what, what's a you know daily life for a county legislator? I think it's it's a wonderful job. The first thing I think of is if you remember Bill Sanford, the former uh, chairman of the county legislature, he had a wonderful uh, three minute speech on how county government impacts your daily life from the minute you get up and go to the bathroom and turn on the water and brush your teeth, and there's that great water that comes out of our spigot that we take for granted that the rest of the country doesn't have or the rest of the world doesn't have and all the way through driving on you know all our county roads are graded out at nine and nines and tens you went through the whole day and it's things you know the world-class public parks and you know, we have a world-class mid-size zoo unbelievable parks uh, that during COVID people have utilized so we work on that stuff at the county legislature all the time but there's really only two jobs of a county legislator in the county legislature it's the budget and policy and that's all we do we have a county controller and a county executive a clerk a da and a sheriff that have different roles that's really the county uh, legislature role so the big time of the year is the budget which changed dramatically this year and it'll be changed again uh, this year um, but um, as far as the regular cadence of the schedule of how, what do county legislators do all day long, mm -hmm. um, at times it's a very full-time job, just like the mayor of Fayetteville, and at times it's not as full-time, but we are, all of us are on two or three program committees that um, oversee all 62 departments in county government, uh, and some of us are on the Ways and Means Committee, and we have a session, which is a meeting of the entire legislature every month. So there's a regular cycle throughout the year, and there's regularly scheduled um, components depending on the time of the year. Towards the end of the year, we get into the budget season and the budget is presented to us by the county executive. And our job is to go through the budget, make the appropriate adjustments, and then we pass the budget. Um, but I, I also think, and it's probably not so popular to say, but I think a big part of the job of a county legislator, which has a two-year term, is the campaigning. And it has negative connotations that are obvious. But I think being out in the, in the community and listening to the citizens and the voters, and in my case, I chose to knock on doors. I chose, I said, I'm gonna knock on more doors than anybody and listen to what's happening. And you find out in a hurry, a lot of what's going on in the village of Fayetteville or village yeah. of Manoa, and it's very enlightening. And you get a lot of great feedback and people appreciate you coming out and asking them, what do you think? Yeah. 
And I always get that when I would get off a fire truck and people would look at me and say, what the hell is the mayor? I'm like, we, all, <laughs> we, are, we are the exact same, you know, we just have a different job. As I say, when I meet with the first graders, you know, we meet with them every year. Uh, we used to before COVID. And I would explain to them what a mayor does. And, you know, we would be at Village Hall and they would think it's like the White House where do you live upstairs? And I, I would, you know, and now I see these kids five, six, seven years later and they, they come up to me and they say, Mr. Mayor, nice to see you. And, and I'm just like anybody else. I just have a different job. It's, and it's, it's sure. in explaining it to them in those terms, it's true, you know, and, and I've met other people, you know, uh, Senator Schumer, you know, a couple of times and he's, he's got the same kind of, you know, I have a different job. Now he has a really different job. Yeah, he does. Um, but it's interesting, you know, cause I think of, when I think of county government, you think of just this huge bureaucracy because it's a $1.25 billion budget it or is. it was, yep. I think it came down now because of, of the COVID, but yep. that's a big operation. I oh, mean, how yeah. many county employees is there? And uh, just about 3,000. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be over 5,000. And so there's been a, uh, a change in county government efficiencies, consolidations, yeah. uh, privatizations over the decades, all kinds of changes, but the county's become leaner, um, certainly very efficient, and I think if you match us up against other large counties, uh, Onondaga County, again, we have the highest bond rating we can get, yeah. and that's extremely impressive, including post-COVID. Uh, it's just amazing the, how well run the county has been, and nowadays when people come up, they'll, they'll say, how's Ryan? You know, uh, yeah. say, tell Ryan what a great job he's doing, yeah. uh, and he is, but he's been on TV all the time and people associate the county of the Ryan, but there is a legislature that does a lot of hard work and we work very collaboratively with Ryan and But uh, it's, and a, it's a co-branch of, of the county. It's not, you know. It's separate. Yeah. It's a co-equal branch. Yeah. We have, you know, the, the county executive does the day-to-day -day running and that's something different from a mayor when you're coming in as a legislator. Former mayors and supervisors are saying, oh yeah, we're not in charge of running the, the departments, we're in charge of the budget. And mm -hmm. it is different. So the county executive can't do anything without the county passing that budget, and we, we're in charge of policy. But as far as the day-to-day -day workings, the contract negotiations, things like that, that's the executive. And mm -hmm. we get asked all the time to chime in, or and we really can't. You know, it's, not, it's yeah. outside the charter, and it's not part of our pur purview. But those, some of those programs, like the Main Street program, is that something like, so for our listeners that don't know, the county came out with this program to help villages in their main streets. And, and we came up with programs and plans and Fayetteville, Manoa, Manlius were picked. I think Marcellus was picked yes, and there was so. going to be more of it. Is that a government or is that a county run program or is that more of a, the county executive with his economic team comes, comes up with this program and then the legislature has to say, okay, yeah, we like this idea. Let's run with it. Is that what happens? Yeah, it's very collaborative. Ryan is super great to work with um, and he formally is making the proposals but um, what he usually does he'll, he'll uh, consult with the county legislature in advance and county legislators for ideas and then any legislator usually through our leadership would um, upstream any ideas that we have in our uh, local municipalities that we represent and he'll mm. incorporate those and he's really good about that and in including um, villages and towns and, and the city and He's very good about it, but formally he proposes and then we vote on it. We dispose mm -hmm. it, but the, I think, many ideas come from us too. Yeah. It, so if you had an idea, so say it was like deer calling. So say, you know, like we did it we started it in the village of Fayetteville and now other municipalities have done it on our county, but say it started at the county and you had that idea. Do you then take it to Ryan or do you take it to the legislature and say, this is what we want to do? Or is it a collaboration of both? We, 
we can do both, but normally we would go, like if I had an idea like that from the village of Manoa or Manlius or Faithful, I will go to our leadership in the, uh, in the legislature because they have regularly scheduled meetings. But all the legislators do talk to Ryan uh, from time to time, even during the pandemic. He's uh, super busy these yeah. days, yeah. but he does um, speak one-on-one and he also meets in, in um, groups. He'll come to caucus and on occasion and, and discuss yeah. with everybody. But normally we go through our leadership just because he can't be talking to all 17 legislators yeah. all the time. You know what's been nice for me as a mayor is I've been able to reach out to like uh, Mr. Mento, at, uh, you know, I don't know if it's Frank or at WEP and yeah. then Marty yeah. Voss at DOT and then, you know, Dan at, at, with, the, with the emergency management and then, you know, I've, I've met, you know, Ann Rooney through the consensus and now I've, I've had conversations with her. But I think that relationship is so important because, you know, I don't think people understand or people know that all the county salt brine is made in Fayetteville. The right. trucks show up every night, they pump, you know, they, they get there, we fill it up and they that's pump awesome. it off. And then, so every brine that you see, and that's the, the county's one of our biggest, you know, um, purchasers. And so was the state at the time, the state right. got their own machine, but it's those collaborations that I don't think, and with WEP, with the sewers that you were talking about, and with, you know, emergency management, they're helping us with portable radios and the 911 center and all the communications and working with the chiefs. I just don't think people understand and that's one of my goals is to get people to understand that, you know, while the county has different roles and the villages and towns have different roles, they all, there's so much collaboration that, more collaboration that could be done Definitely. because not every great idea comes from the state or the federal or the county. Mm -hmm. A lot of great ideas, you know, like if you look at the city of Syracuse's deer management program, take the word, you know, <laughs> Syracuse out and it's Fayetteville. That's, that's right. our program, that's right. our sidewalk program that we have. We kind of gave them some, some information on that. And we've had a good, a better working relationship. One of our old fire trucks is in the city fire stations now and it, they use it for a backup and a, and a, a pump for their, one of their water treatment facilities. Th those collaborations don't happen without relationships. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the people don't understand that at this level, town, village and county, there's so much collaboration that's going on every day. You so know. true. You know, so true. In the village of Manlius, in when I joined the village board in 1991, the village of Manlius had a world-class recycling program, which was really the precursor to Okra. And Okra used the village of Manlius as a template because in the 80s, village of Manlius was actually sourcing clients to take re recyclable material from just the village of Manlius, and we were at 50% recycling tonnage before okra even got up and running. Yeah. And they really worked, but those ideas of how to implement it came from the village of Manlius. So yeah. it's, it's wonderful, the local government is like a little uh, uh, place to kind of test things before you yeah. implement things on a larger level. I had this top 10 goal, I, I, I steal from David Letterman, the top 10 list, but, and I use it for the village. And one that I had on, for two years and I just couldn't get it off the ground was the food scrap program. Now I know Okra has that at the oh, Toad yeah. Hollow Farms. Mm -hmm. How could we, you know, I, I'm sitting there and I could never figure it out with my DPW superintendent and trustees, how to get people to put that at the curbside, the food scraps, because that would reduce the tonnage going into the, the, the plant. It would reduce, you sure. know, uh, and then we could reuse that dirt. Like all our um, road grindings and stuff, get taken up and get reused and get put into a thing. All our brush gets 
put into mulch and then gets reused or gets reclaimed into a quarry. So I was sitting there saying, how can we take that? I could never, I still can't. I'm still trying to figure it out. So if anybody has an idea, I think it's a great, because Wegmans Absolutely. is doing it, SU's doing it, sure. um, Price Chopper does it. A lot of the big people that have, and some restaurants, I, when I worked at Welch Allen, we used to do that. And the truck would come wow. every two weeks and pick up your food scraps and take That's it awesome. away. And then you would get that mulch back or you would get that dirt back and you could give it away or you could do something with it. Now sure. I know Okra sells it. Do you guys have much input with Okra or is it more of a, a, a separate entity? Or? It's a separate entity and they're going through a lot of changes. World markets are changing. A lot that happened in China that's affected recycling um, in a big, big way. And I think they're gonna come down with some changes, but their board runs that independently. They mm -hmm. report to us regularly. And uh, we've been informed there's gonna be some changes coming and they're um, keeping us uh, up, up to speed on everything. But I think, again, there's things that we can't foresee. Everything's changing, but mm -hmm. they run their board, and it, it's a separate entity. And then they, we have liaison to the board. And they work work with the county, and they're very collaborative. Just very much like um, Onondaga County Water Authority um, would work with us, or OCC, that are affiliated but not county departments explicitly. Mm -hmm. They're separate, independent. Another world class entity, OCC. So it just goes on and on, and that we take it for granted. But yeah, um, and 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 that's. What I think that's one of the things that I want to bring out is during this podcast is, you know, we were talking earlier, you know, bringing in Marjorie Voss from the DOT, bringing in Dan from, you know, emergency management. I know they're busy right now, you know, bringing in other yeah. people to kind of ex connect those dots for people that, you know, there's all the, like the zoo and the OCC and all the things that people just kind of say, oh, yeah, we've got that. But because I think, you know, I, I do agree with Mayor Walsh that we were climbing that, you know, and, and the county and the city and everybody, we were we were there yep. and we were just starting to see some of the fruits of the labor, Definitely. you know, that, that we've been doing. But, you know, do you see that, that the county government is going to be able to help, like the stimulus money is coming out? Yes. And I know it's got to pay back, you guys, 100 million, and I think this, the county yes. is scheduled for 90 million. Do you yeah. see any new things happening with that <clears throat> stimulus money? Because I know like in the village, we have to pay ourselves back for all. Sure. We, you know, we use our rainy day fund. You know, I just saw our court revenue. Our court revenue usually is about 45, 50,000. It's $3,000 this year. But yet I have to have the judge and I have to have the court clerk. And yeah, we've wow. saved a little bit of money on the bailiffs and the other things like that, but that's just gone. You know, and, and I, you know. I think the biggest thing that happened last year, Mr. Mayor, is the county legislature with the county executive, we cut $86 million out of our budget, which is local dollars in the, in the budget, which is basically like you were saying earlier, cutting out all the wants and every single department had skin in the game. Nobody was um, off the hook. And that saved the county. It, it mm -hmm. literally did. We, we ended up with a hundred million plus dollar shortfall. We didn't know as you're going through what it was gonna be, but we did everything we possibly could with early retirement program, uh, limited furloughs. We had very few layoffs. We ended up only having seven and there could have been hundreds if we didn't take all these measures. But by doing that, we still were down over 20 million and there's the finalized numbers come out a little bit later. We'll find out more probably at the state of the county, mm -hmm. but it's um, probably, uh, you know, less worse than we expected. However, we're not out of the woods yet. No. We don't know what's mm -hmm. coming. So no. we can't just go back to normal because things are unclear. If federal stimulus does come and it's looking better, I think the county executive is interested in economic development projects. And that's another example of he, he likes the bottoms up approach where he wants to hear what the village of Fayetteville needs and then we take the, their ideas and incorporate. And so each municipality can help drive that narrative. Yeah, because that economic development piece, I think is, I think people don't understand that sales taxes 
a large driver. It's oh, yeah. one of the largest um, revenue sources for the county. Sure. And you know, when you hear economic development, you, you know, you and I have heard it a million times. Not my backyard. Not here. Not here. But yet, okay. Tell us what you tell us what you don't want, or tell us what you want us to get stop doing. Because without this money, there's no way that we can continue to do what we do. Um, I had that same conversation. You know, okay. If you don't want it in your backyard, then what do you want? And then right. when you, once you listen, going back to what you said earlier, once you listen and once you educate them and once you tell them what's going on, there's a, there's a compromise out there. And that seems to be one of the things that I think has been sorely uh, misrepresented because there's a lot of compromise in county government and, and town and village because you're never going to so get what you want. No question. And we also have a little bit of a headwind and there's a significant minority out there that's negative and they are against like the warehouse strategy or whatever their one-liners are. And they're missing the point that, and they'll find out later this year, I think, there's a lot more than Amazon coming to central New York. Right. And there's a lot of great news on the horizon, but it doesn't have just a, a, a nice, neat, linear progression. It's in fits and starts, yeah. but there's, you'll hear a lot of negative along the way. Yeah. But generally speaking, um, Ryan works very hard on it, and along with the collaboration of, of the county legislature. And there's Lots of good news that's already been announced. I think there's more to come shortly and later this year and into the future. It's a, it's a top priority of, I think, yeah. everybody involved. It's one of the things that I, you know, I haven't vetted it all the way through yet, but we talk about buy local. We yes. talk about, you know, that um, I think it's um, uh, the grown in Onondaga County, I, I could, the, 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 the song in the back of my mind uh, that I hear about, you know, buying farm products that are made and grown. Yes, and, yes. you know, and then I, I'm sitting there thinking, you know, why not try to buy more local within the county government? Because I'll tell you, I've been on a couple of bids in my job that I do Monday through Friday, yep. and I've lost by four cents, five cents to a company out of Atlanta. They have no employees, they don't right. own any property in the county, and it's just low price. Yet right. we're paying county taxes, we have employees that are paying payroll taxes, they live, eat, sleep, drink, and do all this stuff. We wanna grow local businesses, we wanna grow the city, we yeah. wanna grow the county. So I was sitting there saying, how do we get that program where local businesses get at least uh, an opportunity or- a song, yeah. on and dogger grown. <laughs> yeah, well I was saying, so on and dogger grown, and then there's, the, you know, cause we're about to put a sign up in the village because we want to help economic, we want to help the local businesses. Because yeah, that's yeah. one of the best things that I think came out of this is people realized how one important local businesses are too, how important restaurants and food service. Because you know, if you looked, you know, the sales tax revenue is way down because it, you know, yes, less cars, which is the number one source. But then yep. there's others, and but the restaurants and how many people work for those restaurants, and then you've got yeah. all the purveyors, the little the the. the produce company, the bread company, you know, the Cisco's in the U.S., and they're down, so they had to. That's right. But that's going to come back, and I think it's coming back, and I think today I saw, I think the number was 51 new COVID cases, and sadly, we lost a few more people. Yeah. But, you know, um, I think the county executive, you know, when you look at it, I feel for him because um, the stress level, you, you know, as a mayor, and, and, and I know you remember it from being on the village board, you, you can't go anywhere and not. You know, I, my favorite is when I'm at church and they'll turn around and say, when are the leaves getting picked up? And you're like, <laughs> I'm at church. But the county executive has been living this thing for a year now. Um, and my heart goes out to him. He's doing a magnificent job. Yeah. And almost everybody that talks to me about county issues, they say, uh, tell, tell Ryan he's doing a great job. Yeah. If I had, if, if any of us kept a list, it'd be, you know, hundreds and hundreds, everybody. Yeah. He's, he's but just, we've been fortunate too. I mean, there's been county executives and, and the county has been very fortunate that oh, they've yeah. had 
good leadership throughout the whole thing. Absolutely. And that's important because when you talk about Terry, then you, and then and hopefully me, it, it, I think it's important because it's, it's showcased in so many other avenues. Oh, yeah. If you look at the state, what what, this, what we're going through with the state government right now, what we're That's going through right. with the federal government right now, and all the and it turmoil. Matters. In the 70s, yep. the county government ran out of money. And they spent not only all the money, they spent more than all the money. And the county can't print money, but it matters who's in office. And yeah. that group got kicked out in 1979, and a new group came in. A lot of people that we know, or we knew very well, like mm -hmm. Bernie Kraft and, uh, and um, Bill Sanford and Don Colon and... Um, Hal Brown and many others uh, that really set the stage for this 40 plus year stretch of outstanding local government in collaboration with outstanding world-class villages and towns. And we're very yeah. fortunate. And it doesn't just magically happen. Uh, it, the, the citizens have to be invested in the process to make sure that we get good people in local government uh, for local reasons, regardless of what's happening federally or in the state that yeah. locally, who's the best candidate? And we've been very fortunate, as you said, over the years to really have outstanding representation throughout our town, our villages, and, and certainly in the county, it's been remarkable. Yeah, because this year there's gonna be a big change in the legislature, right? There's big change. How yeah. many people are not running or, or retiring uh, or deciding? Not 100% clear uh, as of yet, but Casey Jordan uh, has left office. Uh, Judy Tassone's not running, I'm not running. And there's a number of contested races, so there could be more. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's unclear, but there's definitely going to be a turnover for sure. Mm -hmm. And I think with all the retirements in the county government in general, a lot of employees have left. So there's a lot of changes there. Yeah. And then with the post-COVID world, there's going to be even more changes that we can't predict all of them. Yeah. Uh, but the, the overall leadership has been great. We need it to continue to be yeah. great. Yeah. And I, I, I'm very confident that it, it will be, that yeah. it's, the stage is set. Yeah. It, I remember when I took over for Henry, I looked at, you know, he was the mayor of Fayetteville before me, and I said, oh, oh, you know. And then I went, oh, oh, oh. Uh, and, it, you know, literally it took six, probably six months just to get my feet wet. And then another six months to say, okay, here's what I'm doing. Here's what I need to do. And then you, you get that year. And then the next year you start your plan and you start working your thing. Is that the kind of with the county government when you first got in? Or did you Absolutely. try to say this is, Terry did a great job and I'm just going to continue that? It, it's, it's hard. It's a hard transition because, as I mentioned earlier, there's 62 departments and agencies. It's a $1.3 billion budget. Um, there's all kinds of... Um, uh, backstories and histories and fits and starts and collaborations with every other le level of government. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot to learn. The budget book is hundreds and hundreds of pages. Uh, there's a lot to learn about the charter, just re reading the charter and, and the history. Uh, I know uh, Bill Meyer was on the legislature for 10 years before he became the chairman of the Ways and Means Committee, and he said he learned more about the county budget in his one year as Ways and Means chair than in his 10 years prior serving on all the other um, committees but not being explicitly involved. So it depends on your, your focus, uh, but there's a lot to learn. Mm -hmm. But I think the learning curve is a lot easier for somebody that's coming from the village like you are, or a town, or the city, because you've got a lot of the understanding of municipal government is there, and you're not coming in cold, yeah. uh, which is a lot harder, much harder. But it, it's, it's a lot different. County's kind of in the middle. It, yeah. It's not like the, the village and the town, it's the, you know stuff that happens in your backyard. Yeah or the big issues like at the uh, state or federal. But if you really take two steps back and look at the actual impact on people's daily lives, Bill Sanford's speech 
really hits it on all the way across your, your whole day is affected and it matters yeah. who's in, in county government. Yeah, I, I often think of that because I was dealing with a sewer call this week and, and it's the, <laughs> the village and the county working together and explaining to the resident, you know, not getting in the, the nuts and bolts of it, but something was literally caught in it and it really was the homeowner's issue. It really wasn't, you know, we had done everything we could. And after we had spoke to her, she called the county because she wanted to understand from the county's perspective. And, the, and literally after she got done, she called me and she said, okay, I get it now, you know. and. That's kind of the service part that I think is so important, yes. you know, the oh, explanation definitely. and, uh, you know, she heard it and she heard it again. And then it was this, you know, it's that collaboration and that, okay, now I got to deal with it. And we're going to be there. The, the county, the WEP, they were great. They said, you know what, tell us when you're going to do it. We'll make sure we're there. We're going to be there. And that's what they want. At the end of the day, Wonderful. they just want their problem solved. And yeah. that's what I'm trying to focus on as much, you know, when I'm out there. It's going to be interesting because you, you've been, you've had the fortunate um, luck of being able to knock on doors and not have to worry about a mask or COVID. You know, sure. what do you see that landscaping changing? Because like this is a perfect example. I'm trying to get people to know you, to know me, to know more about the process and more about county government yeah. through these podcasts because I may not be able to, like people may, I've already heard from, um, we have these uh, solicitors that come in and want to go and we've had to shut them down and say, unless it's a political or the other ones that are, are exempted by law, we have to say no. Because Absolutely. people are just, they're, they're getting upset. What do you think? Do you think I it's going to be a little different? I think President Biden announced recently that uh, there's going to be enough vaccines for every American by the end of May. Distribution should be sometime after that, but it's becoming much, uh, much more efficient nationwide. I'm pretty optimistic. I think there will be, um, you know, in terms of like door-to-door -door campaigning, uh, social distancing, masks, gloves, Maybe people don't want to touch the literature or use the pen to sign your petition mm -hmm. and things like that. But I do think if there's a level of respect from the candidate coming to the person's home and having that appropriate distance and, and doing all those other things, and as time goes along, as we get closer through the summer, I think it'll get better, but it's different. Yeah. And I know they went door to door last year in the yeah. state and federal. It was more difficult, but yeah. they did it. Yeah. I think it's you. You, you seventy three hundred is a, is a huge number. I it's mean, a lot. I do. You know, people laugh at me. You need seventy five signatures in the village, and I usually get six hundred because it's a, it's a nice chance to talk to people, and Definitely. it's an it literally is to me. It's an honor to talk to somebody yes. and to hear what they have to say, and and that's what I want to get across to people is listen. We're not trying to sell you or or do something. We're trying to listen to what your ideas right. are. Like, you know, I use the witty. What is important to you? I use it in sales, but you said it earlier when you knock on somebody's door. It's true. What, yeah. what do you want to see? And when I go to, when I do it every four years for the village, I really want to know, are you happy? Is there something you need? And you wouldn't believe mm -hmm. the stories that I, I mean, I heard from a lady who used to cut my grandmother's hair. Now I never met my grandmother, but she used to cut my grandmother's wow. hair. And it was such a nice feeling. That's like awesome. I also heard from a lady who said uh, she couldn't, she had lost her husband. And she said, I had two loves. My husband was one and gardening was the other. And she said, I can't go in the backyard because of the deer ticks. And I got Lyme disease and blah, blah, blah. And that was one of the things that I took back when I implemented the new deer calling program was that's not right that that, that, right. that was that was a story and that and, and and it turned out to be the right thing and it turned out to be the right program because I was able to listen to someone and hear what they say um, Absolutely. you know wonderful. It, yeah and I think it's important that people realize that's what we're trying to do we're not trying to hey I'm uh, you know I'm you know Joe Q uh, candidate running for the right right it's get to know you because you want that phone call or you want that email do you get a lot of phone calls and emails 
depends on the issue. But yeah. sometimes it's a lot. Sometimes there's nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, when you don't hear anything, things are pretty quiet and yep. things are going well. But if there's a big issue, it can be, and there's organized too, yep. like letters or phone calls, emails, right. social media, stuff like that. But What's your favorite part of the job? My favorite part of the job was uh, the campaigning because I love, like you just said, talking to people and listening to their ideas. The other thing I'm very proud of is just the accomplishments. Uh, you do enjoy the accomplishments along the way, and it's an honor to work for such a, a great, I, I would call it an elite organization. If you stack up Onondaga County and our government with all the counties in the country, we're in the top 13% of all county bond ratings, and you, we couldn't do any of these wonderful things if the county wasn't well run financially. Yeah. And I felt that way in the town of Manlius with our world-class police department that's accredited mm -hmm. and in the village with our world-class recycling program and many other services. It's, it's an honor to, yeah. to be part of that and to contribute in substantive ways. And over the years, you've served a long time. A lot happens yeah. in that oh, time yeah. period, yeah. all kinds of things. And, it, and it's really a sense of accomplishment but I'll, I'll go against the grain and say I like the campaigning because yeah. you learn from people and you hear, oh, even yeah. if their issues are village or town or other, it's good to know. Yeah. It's good. It's helpful. Well, I remember you calling me saying I'm hearing this and I'm hearing that, and, and, and it wasn't as much county. It was just sure. what you were hearing on a thing. And, and that's one thing that I'm looking forward to is hearing what people really know about it because I don't think people really have an understanding of how much collaboration and how much work gets done and how much, you That's know, right. I think Ryan has a lot of respect, but I think Ryan also has people there helping him and backing him up and he has Great a legislature people. that's working together. You know, they don't always agree, nope. but they continue to work together and, you know, and, and we right. had that saying at the village, we're not always going to always agree, but what's best for the village is what we move forward with. And then we move on and that's get right. to the next subject. Cause you're Definitely. not, it's just, it's, it's like fine. a family. You're never always going to agree, but you're yeah. still family and you still need to move the ball forward. What's the least favorite part of your uh, being? I got to ask a hard question here. I can't just, <laughs> you know, I can't just get you off the hook. Yeah, is there I, a part that you don't like or is there a part that yeah, you say, I'm honestly, not going to miss this? there were very few people that I worked with that I didn't enjoy working with. I, I'll say it's well north of 99% of the people that I worked with in the, uh, county government or people in government in general, very few that uh, I didn't. There were a few one-offs here and there, but generally speaking, I don't really have any complaints. I think just for me and my family, 30 years is a long time. Yeah. And yeah. it just sort of ran its course and it felt like a good time. Pre-COVID, I decided mm -hmm. that I think this is, is a good amount of time here and I'm going to start spending a little more time with my wife traveling and we have I five stepchildren that we want to visit and see yeah. more often. So. Uh, I thought it was a good time. And then um, just knowing that the succession plan is so outstanding, <laughs> I just <laughs> really, really, I, I couldn't be more excited. And honestly, I just want to take a minute to say that I, I'm looking forward to your service over the next uh, many years. And I really look forward to um, watching you and helping you in any way that I can. Because yeah. I think you're going to be dynamite. I appreciate really that. Really great. I appreciate it. I, I have a saying that I say, and I say it a lot because I really believe in it. If you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And that's really true. So for me, true. it's for politics. You know, someone said, how would you fix Congress? I can tell you how to fix Congress <laughs> right away. Take, take their salaries right down to thirty-five dollars or $40,000. Give them a housing allowance, right, whatever. Right. Yeah. And it's not for the money. No. It, it can't be for a job or a career for money. You've yeah. got to be there to help people. And that's what it's about. And I think that's the, what's gotten lost a little bit. So Most definitely. The service yeah. side. Selfless service yep. to the community.
Well, I want to thank you. This was a great start. Uh, I will My ask pleasure. the listeners, if you have anybody that you would like to hear from or ideas, please let us know at peopleforolson.com. Uh, and I really, again, want to say thank you, Kevin, for being thank here. You, and and thank, thank you for your service to the county, to the villages, and to the towns for over 30 years. And thank you so much. Have a great thank evening, you. everybody. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast, and we hope that you thoroughly enjoyed that conversation between Mark and Kevin. Again, if you enjoy the conversation, if you're looking forward to the future episodes, then make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast. If you'd like more information on the campaign for Mark Olson for County Legislature, then head over to our website at peopleforolson.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at Mark Olson for Onondaga County Legislature. And you can even follow Mark on Twitter at Olson underscore mayor. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. We'll catch you next week right here on the People for Olson podcast. Mm-hmm.